0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about the free N we get from Snowfall. In our spotlight, we're going to look at a new ag sensor that looks at water and saving water and fuel cost. Ag History Minute, we're going to talk about a- Aldo Leopold. In Cool Beans, That's Corny, we'll have some current events and we'll wrap it all up with our Ag Idiom of the Week. So with me today are... Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomberg.
1: Hey to all the tilthies out there.
0: And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So Packers did it. Got the first round by. Don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> last time they had the first round by, it didn't work out <laughs> didn't well. Didn't work out. I was there.
2: NFC runs through Lambeau. That's all that really matters.
0: Through
1: a 6,000 fan yeah, Lambeau? Uh, hey, that's 6,000 that yeah.
2: more than last week. Yeah. As long as it's cold, I don't yeah, think it polar matters. vortex on its way. Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah, look what it did to the Titans. I mean, just a little bit of snow and really screwed up those warm weather teams. Yeah, and A.J. Dillon looked awesome, and our
3: run game looked yeah. awesome.
0: Though so if it's the Bears, it may not matter as much. No.
3: Tom
2: Brady will probably be able to play through it. But I bet you... I don't know. He's, not, been, he's been soft in his interviews. Now that he's in... Tampa. Hey, he's, like I said, he spent a lot of time in warm weather. He's like, I never want to go back to that again. Oh, yeah. It was actually what he said in one interview. He's like, I will never go back to a cold weather sure. team, so... Well,
3: he's got enough money, he can live wherever he wants, so... Him or his wife,
2: really. Right. right.
0: Yeah, his wife really wears the pants financially because she makes, like, twice which, what he does. Which
2: is crazy to think about. Well,
0: right. she's like a god in Brazil. Yeah. Like, she
2: is... She is Brazil, essentially. Granted, Tom Brady did take a lot of team-friendly contracts in New England. Yeah. yeah. But still, he still made a lot of money.
3: It's it's a big deal, the number 12, though. He's been talking about it for months now, about we need this at home. Yeah. The game at home. Not Tom Brady 12. Our, the our, good 12. Our, our the real 12. 12. 12.
2: The real 12. Yeah.
3: Who do you think we're going to get?
0: I don't know. There, I've seen a lot of talk about the Bears upsetting
2: the Saints, which would bring them to us for the first game in Lambeau. I would really like to play the Bears again, <laughs> if I'm being honest.
3: The the Saints have lost at home the last two years yep. in the playoffs. So it's possible. I mean, you've got a
0: rested Breeze because he had a lot of time off there while he was convalescing from injury. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like his lungs
3: was, were collapsing right. around his he, broken he ribs. He was
0: pretty screwed up, but I don't know. I don't know. Or are who? you
1: guys gonna watch all six games? I mean, it's cool. This is yes. the first time ever there's six games. And literally you have nine hours back to back. I don't think next year watching. they will change this. It no, will go so well. I with, think
2: so. I think you're you're right on the money there. Yeah.
1: It is kinda at first like, oh that's lame. Why, you know, before the number two guy got something, but at least now it's like number one or bought you know, yeah. or you gotta play. Right. Not like, Oh, I'm number two, so I still kinda get to have a buy
0: and and not play. So. what was crazy is all the all the scenarios where the Packers actually could have ended up being third seed. Yeah, okay. Like they weren't even guaranteed second seed. Sure, it was. If they would have lost, and then so if they would have lost, New Orleans wins and Seattle wins, they would have been a three way tie. And then actually, because of something, conference New, record. Was, yeah, conference record. Because we would have lost the Bears, Seattle sure. would have been the one seed. New Orleans would have been the two seed, and we would have been a three seed. Despite the fact that we had the same record as New Orleans. And we beat New Orleans. And beat New
2: Orleans. Wow. playoffs are wild. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, so it's very good that they won. Which
1: which game do you th- like if the Packers were playing this weekend, which game would be the one, the time slot that would be the best?
3: They'd probably get... Which would you want to watch? Like, that's a good question. Prime they, time. They'd probably get a prime time, whether it's... They would get Saturday night. S-
1: Saturday night to me would be sweet. Yeah. Saturday you'd, night you'd, in Lambo. You, know, you wouldn't be oh. like burned out with all watching like you are Sunday night with having all the games and yeah. What is this blasphemy
2: sweet. you're talking about? <laughs>
1: being tired of watching <laughs> football.
3: This is the time, Todd, when the game, the number of games we have left, oh yeah, dwindles down very, very quickly. quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep, because it, it's only going to be less next week. Right, we got six this week. Next week we'll have four. Then we'll have two. Then, then, we'll one, zero, then, then, we'll then we'll have
2: zero on then we'll We want not have zero. Oh, no, there's no Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> no. It's nope. virtual Pro Bowl. Virtual. Virtual Pro Bowl, which doesn't make any sense, but all right.
3: So yeah. did, you, did you see that we could have two Packers going in the Hall of Fame this year? Yep. Seawood and, L- and Leroy. Leroy, Leroy my boy. L- Leroy. It's crazy. I was listening to a podcast last night, and the guys said that Seawood is a first ballot, and... Leroy still may not get in oh really it's like the dude's got better numbers than half the guys that are already in he's the only player in the all-decade team of the 90s all-decade team that's not in I think it's
1: of like, him in the 90s is kind of how how secondary players play now yeah I mean, they weren't playing that no. way the way he played in the 90s yeah
2: it's crazy so but see well, that's pretty exciting He's he did a lot of things in Green oh, Bay. Oh yeah, did did you see? I,
0: I just happened to catch it last Sunday. They're doing a uh, fan Hall of Fame this year. Really? Where they're okay. going to induct like super fans. Detroit Don, <laughs> and they have Howie Long going. Like, what? He went out to some guy from the Raiders. Oh, he's so, not getting in. No, 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 no Yeah, Howie Long's now <laughs> a super fan. He's retired from football long enough that he can be a super fan. No. He he was like so he wears his gold jacket and goes to this guy's house and it was just kind of weird. So like okay. Like a raider
3: raider run or something?
2: Uh he was the, oh, the the leader of the black hole. Right.
3: So like So did every team have one person or how did they I? Do? I
0: just saw the segment with Howie Long and it was like a Raiders guy, that's why he went. And I, I can't remember he had like a, a nickname on the back of a jersey. I can't think of what it was. Oh. Like the Eliminator, or I don't know what it was. It was something. So,
3: did, so do you think St. Vince would get in first, or the Frozen Lambo guy would Ooh. get in first? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it, might
2: be, it might be might Green Bay Kiss. Green Bay Gene Simmons. Oh, oh yeah. You know which guy I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, you guys seen him? Yeah, Green Bay Gene Simmons. Pretty sweet.
0: <laughs> I suppose Pretty the, sweet. The fence painter would probably have an opportunity to yeah. maybe get That's in true. there, too. Defense is he painter. still
2: fa-
3: painting that fence? There's like three fib- there's, oh, Yeah, no. there's multiple. Well, that whole area it's, is just
2: the, big houses it's now. It's way more than it used to. It's, the fence complex. thing is not what it used to be. It used yeah. to be like once a year, big reveal. Like, one rickety fence. Well, like so.
0: original fence guy and his neighbor used to do it together or something. Then they had a falling out. Original yeah. fence guy. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> fence guy's neighbor was like, well, screw you. I'm going to do my own fence. And then some other neighbors just like,
3: okay. Now we're all going mean, to
2: anybody who's anybody listening to this who's not a Green Bay Packer fan has no clue what we <laughs> were talking about. But any Green Bay Packer fans are like, yeah, Fence Guy. I know exactly what you mean, Fence Guy. Everybody knows Fence Guy. Yep.
1: So are you guys gonna watch the game on Nickelodeon this weekend?
0: I don't have Nickelodeon, so <laughs> not an option for me. I don't have it either, but I do like how the, the image I saw was the stadium with like a giant SpongeBob banner. <laughs>
3: I heard in the banner. Spongebob background. was gonna do some Commentary or halftime? <laughs> yeah. no, it says
1: there'll be a special halftime. If, halftime, SpongeBob, if some, SpongeBob. Someone
2: gets hurt, do they slime them? <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. Yo, you know, like like the Alex Smith horrific leg injury, Ooh. we get one of those, and they just cover it with slime. <laughs> 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 Nothing to see here, kids.
1: No, they said Nate Burleson will be the. I, I don't really understand how they're going to do it. It sounds yeah. like there's different announcers. Oh, and he's good on a NFL different,
3: Network. And I think he's. I, w- I would have thought they would have went with Booger McFarlane. Yeah, <laughs> just for Natural the fact that his name hey is Booger.
1: I'm hey, Booger
0: McFarlane. You you picked Booger, thanks. Because <laughs> what not they do? Isn't Nickelodeon do the Kids Choice Awards? Yeah, yep. so that's how they should have picked their their announcer. It was like have kids pick, pick, pick who it. they want, and then it probably would have been SpongeBob and Patrick or Paw Patrol or something like that.
2: Did you guys watch Badgers last night? I did. That was sweet. Double, Double overtime. overtime thriller. Tyler Wall is the man now. I didn't get. Th- I was watching the box scores on my phone, Were like I was watching the the live updates every yeah, six seconds. Three,
3: three, two three
2: pointers in the second overtime.
3: Just yeah. put the hammer. My son was about ready to throw whatever he had in his hand at Nate Reavers about seventeen times last night because he's soft. Oh my god! Just turnovers, short shots. He did not have a good night, but.
2: Tough night for the Reavers, but big I've, night for the Badgers. I've decided Demetrius Trice is... He, he's legit. He played well. Oh, yeah. Confirmed. Especially, like, Brad
1: Davison's still okay, but not... Demetrius Trice has yeah. gone to the next level. <laughs> the,
2: the Badgers have the only starting lineup in college basketball where every starter can legally buy alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You, you got to imagine, I know the tournament's going to be different this year, but you got to imagine the key, the key to a good tournament is experience. Yeah. And an, ex- and an older guard who can handle the basketball, yep. not turn it over. That's why they won
3: last night. Yeah, They're, At one point, Indiana had three true freshmen on the court.
2: Yeah. You, the, the Brad Davison, Dimitri Trice, those guys cannot be good, solid, experienced guard play. It takes Davis, you a long uh, way. Davison
1: almost made that one oh, yeah. in the, se- the first overtime, yeah. and it kind of rattled out.
2: I would hate Brad Davison so much yeah. if oh, play yeah. for the Badgers. He's such a little squirrel. <laughs> oh, he's horrible. <laughs> squirrel. He is horrible. He's a little rat runner around out there, but he plays for us, so I love him. But man, if he played if he played for Illinois or Minnesota or you of a guy oh, who would be on Duke that you Oh yeah, hate. he's a Grayson Allen type. Yeah. He's Oh, he's annoying, but I love him cuz he plays yeah. for the Badgers.
3: Indiana is a good team. They, they yeah. did
2: play well. I mean, the Badgers were up 12 at one point. What is what does what does the Big 10 have 11 out of 14 teams ranked right now or something like yeah, that? Some
3: guy actually has 12 going to the Big Dance.
2: I full fully see it i mean there's a lot of teams ranked and some of us are ranked pretty high right now yeah yeah crazy
0: all right you guys ready to do this yep ready for snow all right let's, let's talk snow do you want to build a snowman todd
2: I do there you go. you <laughs> want to build a snowman? Doesn't have I got to be what, a snowman. I got, I got what you were doing there. Oh the weather outside
1: is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow,
0: let it snow. Signs of stopping All right. And is that the Frank Sinatra? It is the Frank. Version. Yeah, I thought it was Frank.
1: Well, I could play the Boys to men, to men version. No. <laughs> yes, please. Or it's Michael Frank, please. Bubbly. Bubbly.
0: Bubbly. All right. So snow in Wisconsin. We're used to it. It's a great insulator. Provides a nice blanket for our winter mm-hmm. crops. You know, your rye, your wheat, alfalfa, cover crops. We've got a little blanket going on right now. Um, probably could use a touch more, but you yeah. Know, to more. make the snowmobilers happy, we'd need probably another
2: six inches, but or more. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're nowhere near on the uh, snowmobiling front. Pretty sad. Yeah, I don't even know what the total snowfall has been. Anybody?
1: It's probably only been six inches. Yeah, yeah. at
2: most.
0: Yeah, because I think we got two, two and a half, maybe in one, and I think three or four fir- in the another.
2: F- the first two are completely were completely gone before we got the next right. yeah. the next two shots. So. There's been yeah. more
1: falling from the trees that froze on. Like, I'm not usually into that. Like, looking around the scenery, but holy man, this week was it was cool. Yeah, like that every, fog the and the frozen yeah. fog. sealed onto the trees. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Tell
2: so, you what, the deers have really been sneaking up on me while I'm driving yeah. lately. <laughs> it's been <laughs> tough. I haven't hit any yet, but they've been they've been a little more sneaky lately.
0: <laughs> so you might be wondering, okay, snow insulator white. Who cares, right? We need it, but what else does it do for us? Well. I, you know, it's a question, you know, Bill and I were talking before. We've gotten quite a bit. A
3: lot. Uh, I get it a lot.
0: Does snow provide nitrogen? <laughs> now, obviously, our atmosphere has nitrogen, so any precipitation potentially has nitrogen in it. Does it really provide anything? And the answer is yes, there is nitrogen in snow.
3: Do you uh, have to put that in your nutrient management plan?
0: I don't believe we have to account oh, for, for winter snow. Good. It would technically be already accounted for in the wrecks.
1: True. Unless they didn't have much snow the year before. but
0: Right, which some year I mean, if we keep on like we're going now, we may not have a whole lot to talk about come spring, but we'll see what happens over the rest of the winter. So a lot of times, you know, people kind of say it laughingly. Well, yeah, no, there is ammonium and, and nitrate uh, in the snow. And not just in snow. We can get it in, like I said, in other types of... Precipitation. So how much nitrogen really is in the snow? And so University of Minnesota had an article where they talked about this. So every two inches of water, which we've talked about being nine inches of snow, is a content of 0.4 parts per million nitrate N and 0.3 parts per million ammonium N. So not a whole lot. But you think about over the winter we get forty, fifty, sixty inches of snow. It does add up. So
2: it's like it's like a little starter boost. You know, it's not much, but it's enough. That, you know, you get a little excited about it.
0: So does it? What if the ground is frozen, though? Well, so that's the kicker. Bill is if the ground is frozen, obviously it's as the snow melts. That's how we're going to get the nitrogen into the ground. Ground's frozen. Ground doesn't take it in then it's going to run off. So in order to really account for snow-based nitrogen, we need the ground thaw. So you're really getting more out of the spring and the fall snow. And in the end, what are we really getting? Maybe 5 to 10, 5 to 12 pounds of nitrogen over the course of the year. So not not a whole lot. Like you said, Max, kind of a starter boost.
3: Uh, but So that snow we had couple of aprils ago when it was like 30 inches yeah i think of that april blizzard in 18 that 18. brought
1: down a bunch of you know barns and yeah, just was, was yep crazy and that probably was a significant not significant but a more than normal, normal. it'd be just over because, just
2: over a pound per acre when you do the math because you get about a third of a pound we figure 36 inches oh sorry my math is off One point two, one point two pounds, 1.2 pounds right Yeah, 12 and 3 is 36,
0: yeah. So, there again, now the thing about that is if it's... When we talk about melting snow, obviously the ground has to be able to take it in. So, the faster it melts, again, the more chance you're going to have for runoff. So, even that 36 inches, depending on how fast it melts, you still might not get the full
3: nitrogen credit figuring it that way. So... So for all intents and purposes, most likely we're not going to change our fertilizer wrecks depending on the amount of snow we get. Right. It's not enough to really to bank on. You're
0: not like you can say, oh, I'm not going to do any fertilizer because it snowed a bunch <laughs> this <laughs> we winter. We do not
2: need any nitrogen for our corn. Yep. we got 36 inches of snow, my S- man. Snow got me covered. Um, you could try. I don't know how well it would pay off.
0: So rain, if we think about it that way also is going to have some nitrogen, and same things kind of apply. It needs to absorb. So if you're getting a heavy enough rain to have a lot of nitrogen, it's probably running off. So even there, you're probably not getting as much nitrogen as you would from the snow, potentially, because the snow tends to melt slower depending when it falls. And lightning, and that was another one I've I've gotten all the time, well, lightning is in, and yeah, it does, but it takes the lightning strike for the end to get into the ground. So it's not going to be consistent, and it's only going to be in a pretty small area.
3: And the, the lightning strike will destroy everything that it strikes. Right. If right. you
2: have a lightning strike in your cornfield, you may have gotten nitrogen, but your corn is now on fire. So <laughs> well, if you get it pre-plant.
0: So we're, we're talking pre-plant, pre-plant lightning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're hoping for early April thunderstorms, really. That's where we really got to make our money.
0: Yep. April lightning brings may green nitrogen. <laughs> so in yep. order to be the most used, the end has to find a way into the soil so it can be converted. Um, Cause atmospheric end is fairly stable. So it's not like it's the plant can really use it in the way in that form. So we need the soil to do its work. Um, so snow is probably your best bet for getting some nitrogen out of anything. And healthy soils tend to have better water holding capacities. Uh, tend to absorb things better, hold more of that. So having so, a healthy soil, you know, those in theory your no-till, your minimum-till soils are going to hold on to more of that. So if you really want to try to capture the most out of that potential end, you probably want to be leaning toward doing a minimal-till system so that your soil can absorb more water. Nitrogen,
3: It's about water infiltration, really. Right.
0: Have good infiltration and then be able to convert that end into usable end for your plant, your crops. So, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a cool, cool thing. You know, I we talk about it, hear a lot about it, think of it as an old wives' tale, but there is a little bit. And to we it.
3: get that it's a legitimate question that I've gotten several times, and and you you never know exactly what to answer because obviously it's always a different answer based on the amount of snow. So now you can, now you got numbers to give or growers have numbers to give, Hey, this is what you possibly could see with, with that snow. Yeah. So there, there you go. Think of
0: it as a heavy snow year, especially if we get a lot of spring snow, you probably have more potential to get it versus you know if it snows heavy in January and then it runs off before the the soil really thaws, well then you're probably not going to get as much. So just kind of a neat thing to think about. And now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So today's spotlight, we're going to look at a new sensor technology from Soil Tech Wireless partnered with AT&T, and they are measuring the increase in yield potential for saving water and fuel. So, So the SoilTech sensor records and transmits data for soil moisture, temperature, humidity, location, and impacts that may create bruising across the life cycle of a crop. And it's all wireless through AT&T's. That's where AT&T cell comes network. in. Yep. So these variables can help farmers increase yield. The data also provides near real time actionable insights that allow farmers to decrease watering occasions and trips to the field. So this would have an especially big impact on irrigated soil, where you know you're running your pivot, so you've got wheel track and. Pivot time and all that kind of stuff to know how to measure your soil moisture and when you need to water. So it can help out in that situation. And I think knowing that even in a non irrigated situation can can help too, you'll have an idea of how to estimate losses based on soil moisture, knowing that okay, it hasn't rained for like this summer. It didn't rain for quite a while. How much residual moisture is still in the soil and it would give you that too so
2: i'd really i really hope this makes for some big advancements in at&t's network in general <laughs> like you know what i mean like this is this is a problem with a lot of technology is it doesn't it's, it's, work for farmers because it doesn't work out there and i hope at&t being on the front lines list really sees the you know where their networks are lacking and hopefully we can try and help like them out HBO Max or Whoa. That. HBO Max. every time I say HBO Max. Do you guys like
1: this AT&T cool. commercial? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> just talking about I Say, are we,
0: are we advertising for no free HBO, ads. HBO Max, stop Max
2: stop. No free ads. No free ads. It
3: can read.
0: Wonder Woman 1984, it? now on it's HBO, HBO Max. <laughs> all, all the AT&T commercials too at the beginning
1: say, like, this was taped with safe social distancing yeah, and that. all proper measures were taken.
0: Yes, because uh, what is the at Lily is the, yep, the, AT&T, the AT&T person. She's the new flow. She she used the flow of it of cellular phones, yes. Yeah. So will
1: Lily be advertising for the sensor, yeah. do we think? For some I, reason I,
0: I doubt it. I hope it's I hope Ryan Reynolds buys in because I do enjoy his mint commercials, mint <laughs> wireless. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen those. those. You haven't those. Oh. oh, they're You funny. haven't seen the one with Rick Moranis? <laughs> no, that one's no. amazing. We'll, well, after the podcast, we'll look that All up. Right. Feel free to look that up at home too. It's it's, it's good you, good stuff. You,
2: okay, I know that this year has gone like, or this past year like went really fast. Do you guys remember when Rick Moranis just got punched in the face? Yeah, the randomly sunshine? by some
0: guy in New York. They caught a, Caught the guy. Do now.
2: you remember that? That was in like June. Yeah, it was the summer. Something so yeah. weird. Like what? Who's, who,
0: Apparently, who? this guy, yeah, was just going around punching random people <laughs> and happened to punch Rick Moranis. He probably didn't even know who Rick Moranis was. I'm guessing he was young enough that he's like, I've never seen Spaceballs. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Spaceballs suck, <laughs> and I just punched him in the face. <laughs> Sorry. That just, I hate you, Dark Helmet. That was, quite, that was quite tangent there. I just was looking at a bunch of stuff from the past year, like things that happened. I was like, that was such a big story for like two days, and I don't even remember it happening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we went from talking about hoping not to get a dropped call from your soil tech sensor to Rick Moranis getting punched in the
2: face. <laughs> so 0 to 100 real quick here on Tilt Talk Radio.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into our egg History Minute then. Oh, caught Todd off guard again. I was still in the at mode. Still watching like, AT&T like, It is cool
1: that uh, we do need more network stuff, so that is, that's good news.
0: But I got you your banjo, man. All right, Good. I'm excited to, for this. Got to love the banjo. All right. So today we're going to talk about Aldo Leopold. So Aldo Leopold, born in January 11th, 1887 in Iowa, and he died in April 21st, 1948. Was an American author, philosopher, naturalist, scientist, ecologist, forester, conservationist, and environmentalist. Say that ten times fast. Quite the list of accomplishments there. He was a professor at the University of Wisconsin. Go Badgers. Yeah. Yay. And is best known.
3: You, you gotta
1: say on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Oh, sorry, on
3: Wisconsin. That's coming from a pioneer there. Yeah, true. <laughs> Oof. Or a pointer. Pointer. Sorry, not a pioneer.
0: Sure, I, I could be a pioneer. <laughs> uh, is best known for his book, A Sand Col- County Almanac, which has sold more than two million copies. Leopold was influential in the development of modern environmental ethics and in the Movement for Wilderness Conservation. His ethics of nature and wildlife preservation had a profound impact on environmental, the environmental movement with his ecocentric or holistic ethics regarding land. He emphasized biodiversity and ecology and was a founder of the Science of Wildlife Management. So what does that have to do with agriculture, you might ask. Well, the Sand County Foundation, which obviously is connected to the Sand County Almanac, is a organization that works with growers in agricultural conservation. And so his impact has reached not only just forestry and wildlife, but also the agricultural sector as well. And he was a professor at UW, Wisconsin, or the UW, I should say. The U. Don't say the U. On
1: Wisconsin. <laughs> the U.
3: <laughs> not the u v n it's not. Nope. You know, at that point, we're we're... Getting to the point of mechanizing, right? The turn of the century, and we're yep. plowing, right? Yep, the plow was I mean, invented, the tractor, and we're tipping he, soil over. And he's like, he's front lines on the dust bowl. He's going the other way, right? Right. He's trying to to conserve. So it, probably a well, and biodiversity too is another thing.
0: We, you know, we talk about cover crops and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're doing. We're trying to diversify the plants that we have out there to get more living roots right. and. You know, he's his connection to that
3: is is very strong. So at a time when they were going to monoculture and Right, they were going the opposite you um, know, moving yeah. away from that kind right. of stuff in Poultry agriculture. And, so and corn and corn and corn and
2: I was uh I was supposed to read a San County Almanac, my freshman year in Environmental Sciences one fifty one with Doctor Coleman. Nice. I did not <laughs> at that time. It's so tat, a little tattle on myself, Doctor Coleman if you're listening. <laughs> I did end up reading it about a year ago. Um I know. I read a book. It's pretty wow. it's pretty shocking stuff. But I it, did
3: that is the sounder tab. Yeah. Yeah. I did
2: I did feel like this was a, of the books that I could <laughs> read in my life. This would be one that was probably worth it. So
3: Max read a book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, put that thing away for like six, seven years. Maybe I'll get excited and read yeah, another one. We may so, never
0: have to use that again. Good read.
2: It's uh I'm not gonna say it's a, it's not it's not like reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, you know it's not that good <laughs> read. But no, it's there's a lot of big words. It's, a, <laughs> there's no cartoons. In it. a, it's, no it's, pictures. It's considered a scholarly book, right? Right. As far as scholarly books go, I this is definitely at the top of the list for me. Nice. It's I mean it's it's my it's my style, you know it's outdoors, sure nature that kind of stuff. That's where I like to be. So. You no, know, it was good. I, I would recommend if you have time to maybe sit down and page through it a little bit at least.
0: Were you seated at a Aldo Leopold bench I was, while you were I was reading not, the
2: book? I was not. I was not seated at an Aldo Leopold bench. What is bench? an Aldo Leopold uh, bench?
0: The Leopold benches are those real basic, like it's a seat, the cross le- two by four legs, and then the back. Oh, yeah. That's, that's called kinda, a, like a Leopold okay. bench, yeah. Did,
1: does it have anything to do with him or not?
0: I think so. Okay. I think... I. I'm not gonna swear that he designed it, but I think right. that's yeah, they came from
2: I, don't they have them in like all sorts of like state parks and stuff?
0: Yep, yeah, you can look up the design on um online. But yeah, that basic bench is is the Leopold bench. So
2: Who Very neat, the Leopold bench. <laughs> Who invented? We're park benches now. We went <laughs> Yep, we went AT&T Rick Moranis benches. New year,
0: new tangents.
1: The bench was designed by Aldo Leopold. Oh, there you consisted go. Consisted by many as the father of wildlife management and the United States wilderness system. Yeah. It doesn't talk anymore about the bench. Just <laughs> it was designed by him. Yeah. I th- you I must have was. read
2: this book, right?
0: I actually have not. I um, I've been I meaning can, to but I have not. Whoa, I cannot believe Maybe a pointer did nice. not
2: read this. I would I would think this would be right. This is like uh freshman orientation. You have to read this. <laughs> thanks thanks
0: for getting me in trouble. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Show up first day. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to revoke by, from, Revoke they, my
2: degree now. They actually by. they actually don't look at your ACT score. They just want you to recite the San County Almanac <laughs> first 3 pages and you're good. You're good. That's your entrance exam? <laughs> yep, that's it. That's all you need.
1: All right. If you like what you're hearing out there, please go to NAICC.org. That stands for the National Alliance of Independent Crop Consultants. And there you can find a crop consultant in your area. Please subscribe. Please tell a farmer friend to subscribe. So we appreciate all the subscribers we've gotten Um, in the last month or so, kind of lagging a little bit. So please just tell some more friends. Tell a farmer friend what a podcast is. Matt, where can they follow us?
0: You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Tilth Talk Radio. All right, now let's get into some current events with Cool Beans That's Corny. So, Cool Beans? Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. beans. So, our Cool Beans for today, something we haven't seen in quite a while. Corn hit $5. It didn't stay there, necessarily, but (laughs) it did hit uh, $5. So, March corn... Finished at 4.95 after reaching 5.02, in a mid-trading session, the highest benchmark corn price since May 2014. Mm. Woo. So it has been almost seven years. Wow! Since we hit that. Market. That doesn't seem like that. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that was like four or five years ago. No, like yes. ten years ago yeah, is still right.
2: 1995.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's March corn price of 2021. So yeah, that's. Been a long time. Soybeans also, uh, we're trading at thirteen sixty
3: one. So yeah, local. I was talking to a farmer yesterday. I mean, obviously, local prices are going to be good if the Chicago prices are good. So hopefully, you didn't sell too much last fall.
1: It's hard because when it hit ten, yeah, last fall you're like sweet. So I think a lot of guys did. So don't feel bad if you sold a lot then, because. Hopefully you still made a profit. Yeah, as long as so, you sold at a profit. Yeah, right. Please tell yourself as long as you sold <laughs> a, at a profit, you did something right. And yes, you can't second guess the market. So you just you just either got lucky, and maybe you didn't sell as much. But I think a lot of guys did sell then because it was oh, yeah. eight bucks not that long ago. So yeah, to see the price seven. almost double. Yeah, I mean it's just nobody saw this coming that I no, read no. either. So.
0: No, I'm um, sure there's a lot of guys in Iowa wishing they had their bins. Yeah, yeah. Right. the Duraco. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dorico. Oh no, they're, they're so, after effect oh, no. Duraco, it's back.
3: So I had someone tell me it's, it's going up because of Argentina and South America is dry. Is that? Yeah, that's what, what I've seen too. What yeah, you heard.
1: Yeah, it's it's weather related. Also, the dollar's weakened, so that oh. potentially has a lot of it, effects. Yep. Always as well. So I think there's, you know, for it to jump like it's jumping, it's not a one one effect thing. This is a multiple effects going on.
3: I always said a drought was good for corn price, except if it was a drought in our area. Right. <laughs> it's never good for the, the area of the drought. No, everywhere
2: else everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like the natural disaster thing, too. You always want it to happen
3: somewhere else. Right. It's bad karma, I know, but... Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm really <laughs>
2: like... Bill, don't say that. <laughs> Bill, don't say that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, moving away from... Bill's corny comments. Let's get to our actual that's corny for this week. And that is Helmut Kloss, the farm machine pioneer, died at age 94. So Helmut Kloss was the second generation of family leadership for the eponymous Kloss Group, which under his leadership became an international farm machinery company across multiple crop harvesting categories. So he died on January 5th at the age of 94. I know we've all seen cloths probably more in the last 10, 15 years than previous to that. Uh, a lot of cloth choppers around and um, a few other pieces of cloth equipment, but the chopper is the one that stands out. I think it's the most prevalent one in our area.
2: You see some rakes every once in a while, but it's, it's the choppers, man. Yeah.
0: So sad to say that the man who made it happen has passed on so there you go that's our cool beans that's corny for this week and now we'll do our egg idiom wrap it all up hold your horses todd we're not we're not done yet (laughs) oh oh. and that's that's actually our egg idiom for the week is (laughs) hold your horses
3: that's probably the one of the more popular ones right oh yeah oh yeah like maybe number one yeah,
0: a lot of people say it, probably don't even think about the context of it, just they, it's second nature. Hold your horses, what are you doing? So, hold your horses, sometimes said as hold the horses. Never said hold the horses. I said sometimes, not always. <laughs> uh, hold your horses literally means to keep your horses still. Um, so, obviously, if you were running a horse drawn wagon, and I would, say, I would think someone would say hold the horses if you're trying to hurry up and catch. Yep, a horse-drawn wagon. Um, so it's someone just slowing down when you're going too fast. Wait a moment. Be more careful, or be patient before acting. Something that we all at times need to hear. We all need to hold our horses once in a while and take some time. Be a little patient.
2: I can just I can just hear Grandma hold your horses, Buckshot. Hold your horses. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot of them have to do with
1: horses. I mean, horses were quite popular, but we did the look of. Gift horse in the mouth. Yep, yep, yep. you know. So there's yep. there's a yeah. It's just interesting how many have to do
0: with bulls and
1: maybe horses. in like a hundred
2: years it'll be like don't look the cloth chopper in the mouth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, the tractor's just over a hundred years old, really. <laughs> right. I mean,
2: there's no egg idioms.
3: There's no idioms involving tractors. There's... I'm
2: starting the. New, I'm starting a new one. Don't look a cloths chopper in the mouth. <laughs>
0: Ease your throttle. <laughs> Ease <laughs> your throttle.
3: Ease Come on, you're taking up content for next week
0: here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna make up our own idioms now. We're yes. just gonna
2: we're gonna start doing them, <laughs> and it? at the end of next year, we're gonna say, "Okay, pick out." In the end of the year show, we're gonna say, "You guys tell us which ones are fake, which ones there are real." There, there
3: you go, go. TTR idioms.
0: Uh, so there you go. Thanks for being here, guys.
2: Thanks, Matt. Thanks,
0: Matt. That does it for this week. We talked about free nitrogen from snow. We talked about the new soil tech sensor. In our ag history minute, we talked about aldo leopold cool beans that's corny corn finally hit five dollars for the first time in almost seven years and our that's corny was helmet Kloss, the farm machinery pioneer dying at age 94 our idiom was hold your horses so thanks for listening and as always happy farming